Good morning. It is so good to, to have you join us today. This is Mary Louise Daniels from the Eau Claire Church of the Nazarene. Thank you for being here. Um, let's take a moment to pray before we begin this morning. Our Father, we thank you so much for your love and for your care for each of us. We thank you, Father, that um, you have been with us and provided for us and made a way for each one. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would continue to be with our nation and our and our world even as we continue to um, combat this virus that has been set loose upon us. Father, I pray that you would give wisdom to our leaders, that you would help them to know how to lead us through. I pray, Father, that you would be with the first responders who are caring for those who are ill. And I pray, Father, for those who are battling the virus even now. We pray, Father, that your hand of protection would be upon those who are um, feeble and frail. And Lord Jesus, would you just watch over each of us and keep us safe, we pray. Father, would you continue to help your word go out to our world around us so that each of us might hear from you. And Lord Jesus, even in our quiet moments when we are at home alone, would you help us, Jesus, to hear from you and to sense your presence and to know that you are with us even in those times. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Father, as we turn to your word, would you speak to us? Would you speak to our hearts and would you help us listen on purpose to what you have to say to us today? We thank you, Father. We praise you in your name. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to us about the idea of faith. And the title of this message is Faith is Holding On. There are times, now the times that we are living in, have taught me a few things about myself. I had suspected many of them for years, but they have recently been confirmed because of the circumstances in which we, in which we are living. You see, I am a social being. If you know me very well, you will not be surprised by that. I really knew, I really have known that about myself, but I have discovered that it is easier for me to live as a person of faith within community. Now, please understand, my faith has not suffered. In fact, in some ways, it is probably stronger than it was before all of this stuff started. However, I have learned the importance of the scriptures found in Hebrew 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That little reminder, do not forsake yourselves from assembling together. That's what we've had to do because of the circumstances. And that's been hard for me. You see, I like being in worship together. And I'm looking forward to the days in a few weeks when we will hopefully be allowed to meet together again. I don't know what that will look like. I'm pretty sure that our huggy church will not be hugging. And we may be not even shaking hands. But we will be together and that will be amazing. You see, I've discovered that my faith is different when I have the opportunity to be with people who have like ideas, who are believers as I am. My faith is important to me, and so is being a part of a community of faith. All of this has caused me to think about faith. Who has it? What is it? When do we need it? Where do we use it? And how does it work? Now, I'm not going to answer all those questions today, but that's what I've been thinking about this week. One of the most familiar scriptures about faith is found in Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. As I've thought about faith, I've done some research. I've done some reading. 
I've found some thoughts by pastors. I've read some sermons. I've looked at other sermons. And I have found some thoughts by a Nazarene pastor named Robert Bravo, who talks about faith existing in four levels. I'm going to be drawing from some of his ideas today. I'll share what his levels are, and I've kind of renamed them just a little bit because I see them slightly different than he does. But he really got me thinking, and his eyes have his ideas have helped me a lot this week. Faith is the key to our walk with God. It is what allows us to have a true relationship with our Heavenly Father, and it is what allows us to grow and function in this world. Faith holds on. Faith keeps us moving forward. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 1 John 5, 4, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Now, faith does not start fully developed. Faith is a walk. Just as an infant first crawls and then toddles and then walks and finally runs, our faith is similar. We start with a faith that may be small and weak, and as we exercise our faith in different situations, it grows, it becomes stronger, and it allows us to see more possibilities and more potential. As our faith grows, it is something that allows us to follow God more closely. Our faith in the beginning is a basic faith. That's what I call it. Pastor Bravo called it a simple faith, and he said that this level of faith is limited to our experiences. I kind of like that. That helps me. This kind of faith says, I believe he can help me because he's helped me before. It's holding on to what I know. As we look back on our lives, we see times where God has intervened on our behalf. He provided money for car repairs or groceries or bills. He'll do it again. He's touched our sick child, and we know that his touch can come again. He kept us safe in a severe storm or a dangerous situation, and we believe his protection will be over us again. He protected us when we traveled, and we have faith that he will do so again. Our faith at this point in our lives, in our our experience, is based on on just that. It's based on experience. And there is nothing wrong with that, my friends. As a young child, I had pneumonia. My parents and grandmothers prayed for me, and I was healed. When my own children experienced respiratory infections, bronchitis, or pneumonia, we prayed, and because he had healed me as a child, we had faith that he would heal our son. Now, It is a very sad fact, but it is true that there are some in this world who have seen and experienced God at work in their behalf, and still they choose not to trust him, not even with the things they have seen him do in their own lives. This basic kind of faith is good. It is a starting place. It's just that. It's basic. But as we grow and learn to trust him for these things that we've experienced, we also begin to move past that and we begin to trust him for something new, for something different. Pastor Bravo calls the next step in our faith journey a stretching faith. I call it a growing faith. 
This is where we become less self-centered and less self-focused. This is the time where instead of just holding on to what he has done for me or for us, we start to listen to others and we start to see how God has moved in their lives. And now we begin to trust him for things that are beyond our own personal experience and understanding. They may be things that you have experienced. They may be things that you have helped me understand by helping me see how you understand it. This kind of faith holds on to what I've seen. Now, how do we learn about or hear about these other times that God has met a need, a time that grew someone else's faith? Well, we hear about them very literally. My friends, we talk about it. It is so important that we share the good news of how and when God moves in our lives. It is important that those with a weaker faith or a less developed faith hear how God has moved in our life and in our home and in our family. As as they hear our testimony, our experiences, others can begin to see how God could move in their lives as well. That's where our faith grows. It is at this this point that faith begins to grow in us and we start to trust God for things that are beyond our experience, for things that we've heard about in the lives of others. Now, we're not borrowing their faith. We are not borrowing their experiences. Instead, we are learning by watching. We are learning by listening. We learn to trust God in the hard times, the difficult times, the times that seem overwhelming and even painful as we learn from one another, as we learn from each other's experiences. Through this, we manage to try it out on our own and we get to see God work there. Our oldest son, Nathan, had a pretty nice bicycle. John and I had worked one Christmas and put three bicycles on layaway for all of our boys to have a new bike for Christmas. However, as children do, Nathan grew. Sadly, the bike did not. So he needed to have a bike that fit his tall frame. He wanted a bigger, better bike. And he was working odd jobs and saving some money, saving some money to buy a new bike. He'd watched other people around him give to others who were in need, and even though he'd really not had the opportunity as a kid to do that much himself, as he was working and praying for this bicycle, he felt God telling him maybe he needed to be open to giving the bike away that he had. He'd planned to sell it. But he heard about a child who needed a bike, and Nathan felt God ask him to give that person his bike. He did. Within a week, Nate saw God perform a miracle. The bike he wanted went on sale. He got some more work and somehow he earned some extra money. And he saw God give him the bike he wanted. Nate had not experienced a blessing based on obedience before, but he had seen it happen in the lives of those around him. And he'd heard them tell their stories. Because of that, Nathan believed that if he gave his bike away as God asked him to, God would bless him and maybe even give him a brand new bike. And God did. Nathan did not borrow anyone else's faith, but he had learned from it. As a result, his own faith grew, and he was willing and able to trust God to meet his need as he followed God's leading and met the need of another. There are examples of this in Scripture as well. 
The one I think of at first is the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She had needed healing, but she had not received it before. Her actions were not based on her own experience. They were based on the observations she had made of those around her, those who had been healed around her. Her actions were based on testimonies of people she knew, people who had experienced healing from Jesus' hand and had told her about it. Her faith grew because of what she had heard and seen, and she took hold of that faith and she believed. She reached out and she touched the hem of his garment and her faith, her faith healed her. In fact, when Jesus spoke to her, he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. That's in Mark 24, 25, 34. The next level of faith by Pastor Bravo is called a strong faith. I like to call it a developing faith because it's moved past just growing. It's now developing fruit. One of the orchards here in Eau Claire, the glass orchard, recently gave away apple branches. I reserved some on Facebook Messenger and John and I went and picked them up. We set them in a vase on our patio and we have watched as the leaves have opened, the flowers have budded and shown themselves and then have opened to brighten our front patio. All of this is what I consider the growth phase. The developing phase is when the fruit begins to grow and develop. Now the branches that are in the vase on the patio could never have fruit because they had been removed from the trees, but the branches that remain on the trees will produce stronger, tastier fruit because the other branches were removed through the pruning process. The developing phase of our faith is when the growth becomes evident to others around us, just as those apples will soon show on the tree. This faith holds on to what and who God is helping me to become. When our faith is developing, it is starting to show its true potential. We are beginning to see what it can do. It is when we practice our faith, not because we've seen anything like it happen in our lives before, and not because we've heard of it happening in the lives of others around us either, that this developing faith becomes evident. When we believe that God will do the things that we hope for, we are practicing developing faith. Hebrews 11.1 1, again. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Developing faith is based on the unexperienced things. The not knowing, the not seeing. This kind of faith is the faith that led the founders of Hope Christian School in Albuquerque, New Mexico to leave profitable jobs and start a high school in an old rented church building. That school is now a school that includes kindergarten through 12th grade. It owns its own beautiful campus, and it literally touches the lives of thousands of kids every year. The very first year that school was open, I was one of 32 students. The motto for the school was, Attempt something so big that unless God is in it, it is bound to fail. That, my friends is developing faith. In scripture, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego showed developing faith as they walked into that fiery furnace. You see, King Nebuchadnezzar was angry at them and he not only threw them in the furnace, he heated the furnace up hotter than it had ever been before. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had never seen anyone walk out of a furnace alive, so they really had to practice their developing faith. They believed that God could save them, but even if he did not, they were okay with that. God protected them, and he did not allow them to be burned in that furnace. There are times in our lives when our strong, developing faith will need to be exercised. We may find ourselves in a situation where we have no idea how we will get out of it. This might be a family struggle, a financial burden, a physical um, um, a physical struggle, or an emotional issue, and we may feel completely stuck. This is the kind of circumstance that will require a developing faith to pull us out of it. This is when we believe that God can do the impossible and this is when we ask him to and we trust him to do it. This is also the time when we say, Father, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, even if you don't do what I've asked you to do, still I will trust you. The next level of faith, according to Pastor Bravo, is a serving faith. I like to call it a working faith. This is when God works through us, when he works through our faith. It is at this level that we know that he will work through us to help others. This faith holds on to the belief that God can use me to help those around me. A few years before I met my husband, I was attending a small church in Colorado and that church was struggling financially. For years, it had housed its pastor in a basement apartment in the church, and at that time, the church janitor and his family lived in the apartment. Later on, they had built a small house for the pastor right next door to the church. However, it really was small and not suitable to a larger family. So they kept that little house for an associate pastor, and they purchased a new parsonage. The church was struggling to pay that mortgage along with all of its other obligations and still have money to do ministry within its community. It was during this time that I saw a working faith for the first time up close and in person. One of the men in our church had a lovely home that was paid off. He and his wife had worked hard their whole lives to pay that home off and to have it so that it was theirs free and clear during their retirement. His wife had recently passed away and he was alone. As he was praying for the church one night, he believed that God was calling him to mortgage his home for a small amount to pay off the debts at the church. And that is exactly what he did. He took out a mortgage on the home that he had worked so hard for, and he gave that money to the church to pay off the pastor's home. The mortgage to pay off the debt wasn't overly large, but We as a church watched as God blessed him and he was able to pay off his own home again in just a few short years. That is a working faith. God worked through this man to bless the church. This allowed the church to funnel the funds previously used to pay that mortgage on the parsonage each month into the actual ministry, actual hands-on ministry within the community. And the church grew and it was blessed and used by God in that city, all because a sweet, unassuming man exercised a working faith. My friends, faith starts out on a basic level where we trust what we know and have experienced. It then grows to where we learn to trust by watching how God has worked in the life of others. 
then it begins to develop. And the truth of that is seeing how God calls us to reach for the unseen. Then finally, it grows into a working faith where God uses our faith to bless the lives of those around us. During these days of separation and isolation, it is important that we exercise our faith. It is important that we hold on to our faith and that we rely on it to hold us close to the Father. This is a time when we should ask God to help us grow our faith so that it will be a reflection of the one upon whom our faith is centered. Let us hold on to our faith during these days. Let us allow God to grow our faith within us and let us trust him to lead us wherever he can use us. May the Lord richly bless you this week. Thanks for joining us.